0: Truth is out there. But these two goofballs aren't likely to find
1: it. You're listening to Half Cut Conspiracies. Maddie! Maddie's trying to set her bed. Oh, okay. I don't know if you're like like she's like moving the blanket around. She pretty much like brought it all over her bed only to just then give up and just lay like that.
0: She seems mad at you, man. I think so. Yeah. Like, she rang the bell I and you I were wanted
1: like. wanted to just go outside. Right. Get some fresh air. But <laughs> and you're like, taking I'm recording a podcast. Just before you got here. So, Maddie, this is podcast time. You know that. I've got to take a picture. I'm going to post this to her thing.
0: Check out her socials if you want to see what angry Maddie is looking yeah. like right now.
1: She is not impressed.
0: Not impressed. <laughs> I mean, you know what? If I was a dog and I was like, you know what, dude, you have gone so far as to train me to ring a bell when I want to go outside. And I have gone along with that training. And then I ring this bell and you deny me. I'd be like, fuck you, man. But the training,
1: here's the thing. The training isn't just when she wants to go outside. The training is when she has to go outside to go to the bathroom. And she's gotten me. A lot of times to just let her outside so that we can both stand out in the freezing cold while she fucking looks out the fence. And but see, maybe
0: that's miscommunication. And you think that you were teaching her to ring the bell when she needs no, to but go outside. No, that's why
1: I, when we go out there, if she does ring it and only wants to look out the fence, I'm like, we're not going back in until you go to the bathroom. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Right. And that's why right now I know it's like you don't have to because you just went out there not that long ago. And you took a dookie and you went pee. <laughs> so there's not much in the tank right now. Cause you haven't eaten anything since then. Right. So,
0: dookie is a great word, isn't it?
1: I like it. Yeah.
0: I remember when I lived in, in Williams Lake, I had, uh, uh, this, this, like this big house. It was like, it was skinny, but tall. It was like three stories, but like each story was very cramped. Uh, and I had it, my basement, sorry. I had my office in the basement and I remember uh, one day I was working in my basement in my office and I looked at the window and one of our cats was sitting outside the window meowing at me. And I'm like, this is so dumb. There's literally a cat door one room away from me <laughs> that, you know, so it's like, okay, fine. I went over and it's like, I opened the cat door and it's like, hey, this is where the cat door is. Just so you know, this is where you can you come can in. Come in anytime. Cat comes in. Yeah. It's like the next day I'm down in my office, I'm working away and the cat again, it comes up and it's like, it's <laughs> meowing and it's like, this is, I'm onto you. I thought I was teaching you where the cat door was, but you were trying to teach me to open the cat door for you because you're just too lazy to do that yourself, you piece of shit. Uh,
1: animals are smart. They're way smarter than humans.
0: Cats are nefarious. Yeah. And that's the ASMR for today. Yeah, hopefully
1: that sounded good.
0: I'm pour this to you. What are we drinking, sir?
1: Uh, right now, hold on, as I got a glass in front of the mic... I don't know if that picked it up. Uh, right now I am drinking, I just poured a Warhead by Dead, Dead Frog, Frog Brewery uh, and they are out of Langley, BC. It's a
0: Blackberry Sour. This is my second yeah. favorite sour right now.
1: It is good. It's like uh, those Warhead candies that you used to have as a child.
0: Very um, sour and very strong. This is a 9% beer, so yeah. this is not, this is a kicking ass and probably forgetting names. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, I find, though, that our episodes are hilarious when I'm usually wasted by the end because uh, I just started, like. Okay, giving. so how are you feeling right I, now? I'm I'm definitely like a little over half cut. Okay, yeah.
0: All right. So and we've also um, got.
1: We do have another drink. Yes. So we are drinking kind of JFK's favorite drink. Yes. Of a daiquiri with too many eyes. Yeah. As we mentioned, the spelling in our uh, our bonus content on Patreon. Uh, but yeah. So he used to like. Dacories and I, uh, what was it? There was something I think well, about. So, yeah, the, that the
0: the official recipe apparently, the Jackie Kennedy, um, Jackie, of course, being his wife, Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis, because she later married an oh. Onassis. Anyway, so uh, her recipe is a little bit different from the traditional daiquiri recipe. It involves limeade on top of the lime juice and also uh, a weird kind I've of boozy right syrup. That is hard to find, so we didn't. Uh, falern falernum. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and I went. uh, Yeah, falernum. Uh, I went to the liquor store and asked them about it because it's uh, it ha they like it's there's an alcohol ver alcohol an alcoholic alcoholic version and one that's a non alcoholic. Uh, so the alcoholic one is 11 percent alcohol, and it's kind of like a simple syrup. Um, but they, yeah, they don't have it anymore. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they ever did have it, but it's which not sucks in their Because inventory. I think,
0: like, I'm a big believer that when you're making a good cocktail, you should be doing everything you can to not dilute it too much. And so, like, you got to remember that every amount of, like, every ounce of syrup that you put into your cocktail, that's an ounce of something that's not alcohol. alcohol yeah. So if you can find a simple syrup that also has, like, 11% alcohol, which this flutter has. Yeah, um then that's not that's that's diluting your alcohol even less and i think that's a good thing i think we can all agree
1: yeah so anyways we're drinking the non-alcoholic version of this and it's uh
0: basically only basically water right yeah yeah what was it like four ounces? We each have four ounces of rum. <laughs> yeah. Four ounces of rum. Two ounces? No. Yeah. We each have four ounces of rum. Two ounces of lime juice and one ounce of simple syrup. Yeah. That's so. your recipe. You can actually make uh, a daiquiri right now if you have rum, lime juice, and simple syrup in your house. And if you don't, you, you can just, you can pause. If you have rum. You can pause can the episode and go rum. buy some. But it's it's a pretty it's a pretty I mean, basic you don't even cocktail. Have to
1: pause this because this is a podcast. You could take it anywhere. You could go to the liquor store while you're listening to it. That's true
0: too. You can put in your earbuds and listen to it while you're uh, shopping. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're talking about, uh, Kennedy.
1: Yeah. The, uh, the JFK assassination.
0: Which is, uh, I think a lot of people, and I would agree, kind of consider this like the mother of all conspiracy theories. Uh, I have so many notes. And yet, I feel like I have barely scratched the surface of this. Like, I almost feel like we need to cover, like, there's so much to cover on the Kennedy assassination that we just need to talk about Kennedy, like, every year in November. Like, there's I think, just yeah, this could so be, like, a good stuff.
1: tradition. Like, revisit it, add more to it, what we didn't talk about before. Right. So, I, I feel like it would be fitting, hopefully, in your notes, you have some stuff about the actual day of leading up to the assassination, the assassin, like... Kind of the the story behind it, and then we can go into the or do you? Yeah, no, I the... know
0: exactly what Kennedy was doing. The no, day but like, be- okay, what? all right.
1: So I've got some notes of like just the the I guess the how it happened, like how it went down. I've got some notes on that. No, you don't. Okay, I, I mean I
0: don't know. I don't know what you mean by how it went down. Well, I, okay, because so, we don't know how it went down, right, do we? So, or do we? Well, so hang on. First yeah. thing I want to say, this yeah. is this is my my caveat or like by opening apologies. I was fascinated by the Oliver Stone film, JFK, when it came out back in 1989, 1990, something like that. Uh, and I was I was very briefly for a year or two, like, very Kennedy assassination obsessed. Like, I had four, five, six different books about the assassination that I read. I was just fascinated by this. And so it's it's very likely that some of the things that I'm going to say on this episode come from that period of my life. And that was quite a few years ago and so some of those things may have been now proven to be false or whatever and so just just a heads up that i may blurt out something that is now considered factually incorrect and if that happens then let us know i'm more than happy to uh, acknowledge my mistakes i just just need you to know because as much as i did do research to prepare for this episode there might be stuff that just slips out on instinct because there was a period of time where I was very passionate about <laughs> okay, the Kennedy right. assassination. And that's all I got to say about that. Let's move on.
1: I like how our show is like all about like half-ass research and shit and you're apologizing or something. It's like, if I don't get this 100% right, let me know because I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, mean, right, I guess that's a testament to like, conspiracy. to this day, this is how much I care about the Kennedy yeah, assassination. Is that like, it is still... I think if there is one conspiracy theory that I think is not off the rails, it's this one. I honestly think that, like at the very least, any sensible human being has to say there's there's something hinky about this
1: there there are a lot of things that just don't add up, and that I could see why someone would want this assassination to happen or not someone, but like some greater power would want this to happen.
0: And and so, and speaking, I'm not, I'm not the only one who thinks this way. I did take some notes about um, what the sort of general consensus is. And uh, a 2003 Gallup poll reported that 75% of Americans do not believe that Lee Harvey Oswald had acted alone. That same year, an ABC News poll found that 70% of respondents suspected that the assassination involved more than one person. A 2004 Fox News poll noted that 66% of Americans thought that there had been a conspiracy, while 74% believed that there was a cover-up. And that's an interesting point to make because there is a difference there. There's a, a lot of good reason to think that there was at the very least a cover-up. And in 2009, 76% of people polled for a CBS News said they believed the president had been killed as a result of a conspiracy. And in uh, 2013, Gallup poll found that 61 percent of Americans, the lowest figure in nearly 50 years, believed that other people besides I- Oswald were involved. To give you an idea of just how m- much detail there is in this conspiracy theory, when I consulted my conspiracy theory book about this, they were really only able to hit on two points. Oh wow, for like the three pages that this was on. And that is how much material there the
1: is.. In my book.
0: Did you look in your book? I didn't, Well, now's a good time, to. Uh, Yeah. It's never too late to do research for an episode, Carlo. (laughs) Even while we're recording the episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, there's got to be something in here, but I don't want to find it right now. Uh, I do
0: want to start with... It's easy to find. It's alphabetical. We figured this out last time.
1: Kind of, yeah, but uh, I don't know. It didn't look like
0: it was in there. Oh, it might be under Kennedy rather than John. (laughs) Oh, let's see. Uh, You have a look while (laughs) I talk about this. Yeah, you talk Um, for a while.
1: Okay, so the date was November 22nd, 1963. And Kennedy was set to go out and this was a big event in Dallas for him to go, you know, meet with the people, go do his procession, whatever. I don't really know the reason why he was actually there, probably for some political reason or whatnot. But the day before it had rained and that was kind of important to mention now because we'll get to a theory later on. But, um... So it had rained before, then it cleared up the next day, clear blue skies, everything was great, and they had decided that because it was clear, they were going to take the roof off of the the presidential limo that he was riding down, because he was, Kennedy was a man of the people, like, he liked being there, and you know interacting with the people and a whole lot of his policies and stuff were all about kind of taking down the establishment like he was a a, from what i was listening to in my research like he was a pretty cool dude for wanting the people to be in power and not you know the secret societies he said a lot about secret societies so anyways he's in dallas the day is good on for his uh, drive down the the streets of Dallas and they decide to take off the, the top of his limo, which now you would never hear of that because, it, well, probably because of this assassination that it's just too dangerous that Secret Service can't, I don't know, can't control it, everything around. So um, that was the first thing that people are kind of like sketched out about, like, why would the Secret Service allow this?
0: Well, I I think uh, if I recall correctly, like uh, Dallas and Texas in general was a fairly anti Kennedy area to begin with. I I seem to recall that there was somebody who put out uh, an ad in the previous day's paper that was basically accusing Kennedy of treason. And so this is the environment he's coming into Mm -hmm. on, on November 22nd. Uh, this is not a state or a city that's known to be favorable to him either, right?
1: So I've got kind of like a timeline that I got to a certain point and then gave up on writing these notes because there are a lot of times. But So 10 a.m., the weather's all good, and the Secret Service agent, Win Lawson, gives the go-ahead to remove the top on the vehicle. And at 11.50 a.m., so this is based off of the official, uh, the write-up that of what happened that day. a.m., co-workers and witnesses see Lee Harvey Oswald on the first floor of the Texas School Book Depository eating lunch. Mm. And that's where he worked, and that's also where they say that the shots came from uh, that killed uh, JFK. So 11.50 a.m., he's eating his food, people see him there, everything's going great. So during that time when he's eating at 11.50... JFK uh, is working his way down the street and he's stopping and talking to people. So he's, you know, telling the motorcade to slow down, whatever. He's interacting with them because he's a man of the people. So this delayed him. 1229, the limo turns onto Elm Street. And apparently, this is a, according to like Secret Service uh, rules or whatever, this type of turn wasn't necessarily won by the rule book because the way it was and the way their visibility on it, it was a 90-degree turn, whatever. The, their and visi- they had to slow
0: down quite a bit to make yeah, it. Yeah,
1: and their visibility of everything around was limited in the sense that normally... Um, In the podcast I was listening to, they were talking about, like, if you're on a street, they want, like, 180-degree visibility so they can see everything. But because of this one, probably because they were going around, uh, you know, some sort of structure or something, it limited their visibility to what they could see. And so this is another thing that raises questions to conspiracy theorists about... Why would they allow this? They've already opened up the roof, which opens him up to, you know, a lot of shit that could happen wrong. And then they took this turn that isn't normally something that they would do. So anyways, he makes the turn. And just after the turn is right, yeah, right after the turn uh, is when the first shot is fired. And there were three shots. And the first one missed the president, according to this report. Um, uh, but it, a fragment of it hit, uh, James Tagg, uh, which is some guy that was in the street. Um, well, I think, yeah, watching. I don't, I don't
0: think it was necessarily a bullet fragment, it, but it was like, the, like a the, ricochet or, yeah, like yeah. It, it hit uh, like the ground and like the, the concrete kicked out or okay, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, but something yeah hit, he was hit. struck by something as a result of that first shot. Yeah. yeah,
1: And so that was the first shot that hit him. Uh, the second shot hits JFK in the neck. Uh, He grabs his neck, hunches over. Now, a key piece uh, to this is when JFK was younger, he had suffered some sort of injury that caused him to wear a back Back brace. Yeah, for his life. And while he was in, like, while he was sitting there, he was wearing that back brace. He gets shot in the neck, and he kind of slouches over, grabs his neck, but he doesn't fall over. So they were saying in this podcast, like, had he, this is like a a weird butterfly effect thing. Had Had he been able to
0: properly slouch over, he might have avoided the headshot. Probably
1: because it was the third shot that hit him on one of his, the sides of his head. And basically that's, that was like the kill shot. But had he would have been able to slouch over, then he would have may have still been alive after that shot. And they could have saved him. Oh, yeah. But the other thing is that, yeah, so as this is happening, as that second shot happens, he gets hit in the neck, grabs his neck. Jackie Kennedy's like, hey, what's going on, John? You all right? What's happening? The driver's still kind of going the slow speed of right, the yep. parade. Like, it, you would think after a shot is fired or something happens to the president, the Secret Service would have been all up on that, and like, drove over the, the grassy knoll, fucking booked it out of there, like, something's not right, this is, you know, everything's wrong here, this is bad. Nothing different happened, they just kept driving until, you know, it got real bad, and then they fucking dove all over him and, and went from there. All So all this is happening, uh, and according to this report, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald is apparently getting some, some pop at the soda machine um he's briefly stopped oh yeah after the all the shots probably
0: he, not a diet soda either because it's like 1963 no, it's and we, we didn't know the dangers of sugar back then
1: he was uh, he was briefly stopped by a dallas police officer he keeps walking down the street he passes an nbc reporter that seems to, he's looking for a phone so he can call 911 gets on a bus he heads home to get changed he grabs a pistol from home and then, cause you can carry guns over there. Uh, and then ends up going to a, uh, a movie theater to watch a movie.
0: He does shoot a cop on the way there.
1: Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah. All
0: right. Or supposedly,
1: let's well, just, uh, we, gotta yeah, say supposedly. we don't know. We, we, don't know. Yeah, we don't know for certain,
0: but yeah, uh, uh, officer, I believe JD Tippett, uh, is who he shoots on the way to the movie theater. Uh, and then at the movie theater is where he's arrested. He's dragged out and, uh, very, Famously uh, yells at the media that he's just a patsy.
1: So that's kind of the events of, of how everything went. There were a few pieces in there that don't seem to add up um, to some people, uh, such as, you know, why would they take that turn? Why would they allow for the roof to come off? Why would they keep driving that slow speed after something clearly had happened? What do you got from here? So
0: the first thing I want to talk about, and before I do that, because so I guess it's technically not the first thing I want to talk about. uh, But the first thing I want to do is just talk about your book. Oh, does it have stuff? You found it. You have so much John Kennedy information here. It's (laughs) funny. What is it under? It's under Kennedy. It's under (laughs) K-E-N for Kennedy. Uh, And you you put my book to shame. All I will say is that like this book, this book is fun because it like it gives different alert levels to different theories. (laughs) And so, according to this book, it is most likely that the mob whacked Kennedy. Oh, shit. That's an alert level of seven. And then uh, Kennedy was killed by a conspiracy, not alone gunman, also has an an alert level seven. And I think there was a government body, uh, a government investigative body, the House Select Committee on Assassinations, came to that very conclusion that Kennedy was killed as a result of a conspiracy. There was a second gunman. So yeah, I mean, putting that at alert level seven seems like kind of a pussy thing to do. That should be alert level 100. (laughs) When, when you have a government and I guess maybe you're hedging your bets because like, can I trust a government commission on this? If they say it was a conspiracy, maybe it wasn't.
1: So I think part of the reason why, people feel like one of the conspiracies is that Lee Harvey Oswald didn't act alone was because of the, one of the government commissions saying, yeah, the select
0: commission on, yeah. uh, On assassinations or something. They found so, and and this is, this is interesting because what they, what their information was based on is that there was a recording. They discovered a dictaphone recording that I think was from an open uh, mic on a police officer who's like CB radio or whatever was left open that recorded all of the audio that took place during the assassination. And upon analysis of that audio, they found the existence of a fourth shot. Now, Damn. given the mechanics of of the time frame and what is physically possible with the Mannlicher Carcano rifle that Oswald supposedly used, it would be impossible for a fourth shot to have been fired in that time frame from his rifle. Therefore, that means another shooter. And therefore, once you have two shooters, you have a conspiracy of some kind. Yeah. Right. Now, I also read in my research recently of that, that that audio has been uh, or that recording has been rejected as evidence. It's no longer. Uh, but apparently that's like... It's By the, who, though? Right? It's like yeah. they, they sent it to the FBI for testing, and the FBI said, no. Well, I, can we trust them? Yeah, right? I don't
1: think so. The,
0: the thing I want to talk about is the magic bullet.
1: Whoa, okay. Is this like the magic school bus?
0: Or? It's not. <laughs> uh, and it's, in fact, the I, I guess the magic bullet is not the, the thing to call it anymore under Wikipedia. It's the single bullet theory. But the magic bullet theory directs you to a page where you can select the single bullet theory. And so here's what's going on in the official report by the Warren commission. uh, After the assassination, we have three bullets were fired by Oswald from the sixth floor of the school book depository. And it's worth noting that that sixth floor is now uh, an assassination, uh, like museum. Yeah, I went there. Did you? Yeah, you son of a bitch. I was
1: there. My brother lived in Texas. I was just going to say while. we need to
0: add this to our our yeah. list of like I was conspiracy on the tour knoll. places.
1: It is pretty surreal. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Well,
0: you need to go there again with me.
1: Yes, I would love to.
0: So three shots were fired by this uh, a Manlicker Carcano rifle. Apparently not a good rifle. Apparently Oswald was not a good marksman. And I know those are both things that have been said to kind of like absolve Oswald from from being the gunman. But I will also say that it's possible for a shitty marksman with a shitty rifle to get lucky. Three shots were fired. One of them we know missed because it had to at least hit the ground and, and create the kick up or whatever that hit uh, that guy in, yeah. the, in the chin or the face or whatever. We know one shot is the kill shot that leaves one bullet left to hit Kennedy in the neck and also hit... Uh, uh, Senator Connolly, who, right, who was also in, there? in yes. the car.
1: Yes, right. I forgot to mention. So there was the driver, uh, Senator Connolly, his wife, JFK, and, and wife. Jackie. Yeah. The, so those were the the people in the vehicle. And just on that note of as you were talking about the whether he was a shitty shopman or whatever the gun. Uh, so there is a. Uh, I I believe there's a Netflix video on Jesse Ventura, and he is like a skilled marksman, I don't know, CIA, somebody like who's trained shooter, killer. He tried to recreate that shot. Uh, Oh, sorry, he's he's in the Navy SEAL. He's a trained Navy SEAL. Tried to recreate that shot from that location to see if he could get that distance with the accuracy. And he said that it couldn't have been made with that gun. Mm. So, yeah, apparently there's like a little documentary on that. Yeah,
0: I do think like there have been many tests done with the gun, with the bullets, et cetera, enough to prove that it is technically possible to get those shots off in time. Uh, And and once you acknowledge that it's technically possible, I think you have to at least acknowledge that he technically could have got lucky. Even if it was a shitty gun.
1: not probable, but-
0: But it's possible. Absolutely. But here's the thing. Once you take care of the first two bullets, one that misfired or missed and hit the ground and one that was the kill shot, you have one bullet left that has to be responsible for everything else that happened, according to this story. So I have uh, I copied and pasted the entire timeline of what this bullet had to have done from Wikipedia (laughs) Because it's bonkers. This is one of my favorite parts of this conspiracy, is what this bullet needed to do. Okay. So the following description assumes that bullet CE399, which is, I guess, what it's called. Oh, okay. And probably evidence. Whatever. Hit high at the sixth cervical vertebra rather than the third thoracic vertebra, which I guess is something that's in dispute. Uh, the 6.5 millimeter one 161 grain round nose, military style, full metal jacket bullet, which was manufactured by the Western cartridge company and later stored nearly whole in the U S national archives was first theorized by the Warren commission to have. Okay. First ballistically arced very slightly while traveling 189 feet in a downward net angle of 19 degrees, allowing for the three degrees downward slope of Elm street after an initial supersonic rifle exit muscle velocity of 1850 to 2000 feet per second, blah, blah, blah. Then entered President Kennedy's rear suit coat at about 1,700 feet per second. At that point, it impacts and then enters President Kennedy uh, two inches to the right of his spine, creating a wound documented size of four millimeters by seven millimeters in the rear of his upper back with a red, brown, to black area of skin surrounding the wound. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, It damages the president's first thoracic vertebra. There is debate whether the bullet itself struck the vertebra and caused the damage or whether a pressure cavity was created by the bullet's passage was responsible. Then it passes through his neck. Um, after passing through the neck, the bullet exited President Kennedy's throat at the center line below the president's Adam's apple. Uh, within three hours of the assassination, this neck frontal wound was described as an afternoon press conference by the Parkland Trauma Room. Oh, I was yeah, just gonna say, was, they used was, that. They called it an entrance wound, but it was also, you. it was. They used that to get. The um, tracheotomy. Yeah, yeah, the
1: tracheotomy, yeah. Uh,
0: it passes through both sides of his shirt collar. With the collar buttoned about seven to eight inches below the center top collar button and collar button hole. It nicked president Kennedy's tie knot on its upper left side. It traveled the 25.5 inches between president Kennedy and governor Connolly. And then it impacted and entered Connolly's back just below and behind his right armpit, creating an eight millimeter by 15 millimeter elliptical wound. It uh, completely destroyed 127 millimeters of Connolly's fifth right rib bone as it smashed through his chest. It exited slightly below his right nipple, creating a 50 millimeter sucking air blowout chest wound. That's weird details, but it's there. Thanks, Wikipedia. (laughs) Uh, It slowed to 900 feet per second and entered through Connolly's right upper outside wrist, but missed his suit coat sleeve. It penetrated the double French cuff shirt sleeve at the wrist area but did not penetrate the cuff on exit. Uh, it broke his right radius bone at its widest point, depositing metal fragments, exited the palm on the inner side of Connolly's wrist. It slowed to four hundred feet per second, uh, and entered the front side of his left thigh, creating a documented ten millimeter nearly wound root, nearly round wound. Uh buried itself shallowly into Connolly's left thigh muscles. It then fell out at Parkland Hospital, perhaps when Connolly was undressed. It then landed on Connolly's gurney. It was then discovered by hospital engineer Daryl C. Tomlinson after it rolled into view after Connolly's gurney was bumped. And at that point, after passing through all of those people, it looked almost pristine. Holy shit! It had no thread striations fine lines etched onto a copper encased bullet tip and or bullet side casing by clothing threads when the bullet first penetrates clothing threads. Uh, It was marked with no blood. It was marked with no human tissue and it had no pieces of clothing attached and it had lost only 1.5% of its original average weight.
1: Okay, something doesn't sound right there.
0: That... Does not make sense.
1: Sounds like they took a fresh bullet and the guy was like,
0: oh, I found it. Right? <laughs> I, I Of all of the elements of the Kennedy assassination that fascinate me, the magic bullet, or I'm sorry, the single bullet fascinate me because there's 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 almost no way, and I wanna say almost because I'm sure that there is technically a way that this could have happened and maybe it even happened on this day But this just seems bonkers to me.
1: I mean, it did technically go through his shirt there at the end, and maybe that just cleaned it. (laughs) It just cleaned all the blood off. The blood just cleaned
0: all the yeah. Yeah. That's fair
1: because it was only like 180 feet that it had to travel. Technically, it wouldn't need to really like lose a lot of mass when it like hits something.
0: But I feel like as soon as it hits a bone. Like it's it's taking some amount of like it's the shape would, of it is changing.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Right, like and I this thing know. like I've if no, you've never seen what the magic bullet looks like, you need to look at what the magic bullet
1: looks I feel like. Feel like we need to make a note and post magic bullet. We I don't probably have a should. on me right now. Cuz
0: this bullet is like it does not it it's does not it, it honestly doesn't look like it went through anything.
1: Probably because it
0: didn't. Not a piece of paper, much less a human being. Much less two human beings. You know, you look at, you know, if you're interested in true crime or murder shows or whatever, you see a bullet that's gone through people and it's fucked up. It's like squished and mashed up and weird
1: looking. So I kind of mentioned about earlier how I could see that higher powers would want... Kennedy gone and I do have a couple notes I don't know where they are but Kennedy was basically all about uh, he wanted to get rid of the IRS or he didn't he wasn't a fan of the IRS. And the CIA, the federal, no, and the Federal Reserve, oh, and the CIA. And the CIA. So the Federal the, Reserve the wild and thing the about IRS. the Kennedy
0: assassination is that this is a guy who pissed off so many people. Exactly. That there there are, literally there's be a anyone. good checklist of people who might have wanted to take him out, and which who is had like
1: enough power and right? influence to make it look like it was an assassination attempt.
0: I, I have a whole other list of like maybe suspects.
1: Well, okay, so I just want to touch on the fact that he did mention stuff about the IRA and the Federal Reserve and uh, w- I, what I learned recently that I didn't know and I think most Americans don't necessarily know is the Federal Reserve is a private company it's not a government run bank
0: do we need to do an episode on the Federal we Reserve may need maybe to do that because I don't so know that's, this yeah
1: that's uh, that's a, apparently a thing uh, yeah I feel like we need to look into this more but from from my bit of research that that I looked into it's like a private company. Wow. that Yeah. And so when Kennedy's like, we need to get rid of this because this doesn't make sense, they're the ones literally making money for the states. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can see why they'd be like, we need to get rid of this guy before he fucking takes us out. So that was one thing. And then, yeah, he talks about um, like secret societies. He did a whole speech on secret societies and how, you know, we need to stop doing all these things in, or the the states needs to stop doing these these things with organizations like CIA that are in secret and not open to the public because that's a bad thing. And so yeah, like you said, like there's so many people who would be like uh we can't open up what we're doing to the public because some of the shit we're doing isn't good, but it's you know for the greater good in the air quotes. So yeah, there there's just so many people that I could see that wanted him out of there. And and,
0: and while we're talking about people who be pissed off, we got to cover the mafia.
1: I don't know. How okay. We pissed so, off, tell me. um,
0: so there's a story that the mob helped get him elected. And I didn't write this down, but I think it was Illinois. There was like a swing state that they supposedly helped him in. And then after that, with uh, Castro taking over Cuba, um, that knocked out all of the mob run casinos in Cuba. And because Kennedy wasn't able to knock Castro out because he was trying to, oh, okay. um, the mob was mad about that. They were also mad that his brother, Robert Kennedy, was going after uh, Jimmy Hoffa, who was also related to the mob. That's another one we got to do. Yep. Um, so the mob was mad at him and then you have like the general government cia was mad at him uh the cia was not fond of kennedy kennedy was apparently thinking of like n- killing the cia the CIA was also pissed because like he he didn't follow through on the bay of pigs invasion of cuba and on top of that He was also apparently thinking of dropping uh, Lyndon Johnson as his vice president in the next election, which gives Lyndon Johnson potentially a reason for having Kennedy killed because it would give him the big seat before being dropped. Yeah, because he's the one
1: that ended up uh, swearing the oath in. um, Yeah, in Air Force One. uh, Yeah, yeah. Air Force One. Yeah.
0: There's even this idea that like. He was accidentally killed by the driver of the the limo, who is a Secret Service agent, <laughs> what? who's like, oh, gunshots, what? And the guy yeah. turns around and accidentally <laughs> fires off his his what? gun in Kennedy's head. That's a theory that I read. Oh my um, god. And no. then you even have the infamous <laughs> did Ted Cruz's father be involved because that's something that Donald Trump brought up in the 2016 election that apparently the national Enquirer had pictures of Ted Cruz's dad hanging out with Oswald and therefore who knows what
1: the hell? Yeah. Uh, So,
0: um, there's all kinds of people that, that Kennedy, you know, pissed off in his time that could have wanted to have, have killed him.
1: One person that you didn't mention because I saw I have a website open on uh, what is it Town <laughs> and they talk about uh, the the five biggest Kennedy conspiracy theories. One of them that you didn't mention, you covered everything else, is the Umbrella Man.
0: Tell me about the Umbrella Man. Well,
1: so we kind I think of I know the we yeah man. we mentioned about how Lee Harvey Oswald may not have been the only other one in this assassination Mm -hmm. attempt well not attempt
0: oh is this the idea that the umbrella man shot a dart or something yes Yeah. yeah so
1: he was so there's okay and this is why i mentioned that it was raining you know the previous day but it was clear the you know the day of that uh the parade thing and so in the videos you'll notice that like Nobody has an umbrella. Nobody's in a raincoat. Everyone's in their like summer attire because it was a nice, clear day. But there was this one guy who has a black umbrella, and it's open. I watched some of the footage. He's just underneath an open umbrella, and they've called him the Umbrella Man. And what people think is that he was somebody who somehow, with his this umbrella, shot a dart into Kennedy to immobilize him so that he could then be shot with the bullet, which is weird. Like, why add two steps when if you shot him with a dart, why don't... Shoot him with a bullet. <laughs> a poison dart or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, so they're, they're thinking this Umbrella Man is the second man to this conspiracy where there's more than one person. And, uh, yeah, so... the questions are like, why would somebody have an umbrella open on a sunny day? Like, it just seemed weird. But then also it's like, I don't know, maybe he was really white and didn't want to burn. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sunny day. So like, I don't know. There's, there, um,
0: there are some theories too, that have the umbrella man as someone who was giving a signal To the shooters, right? That that the opening of the umbrella is like it's a a signal to go or whatever.
1: Um, And it was the yeah the Zapruder film is the uh, where you can see I don't know they they've got him in there. You can clearly see this guy with an umbrella that's just hanging out by the side. I
0: I kind of want to talk about the Zapruder film very quickly here. um, In that I was reading today, and so the Zapruder film is essentially the only real good footage that we have of the assassination. Uh, And there are people who claimed that there were uh, you know, government agents or whatever who came up and took their cameras from them on the day, right? Like this Mm. is somebody who filmed the assassination and a government agent came up and said, we're going to take your camera and we're going to we're going to like develop the film for an investigation and get it back to you and then never heard anything again. All your footage is just gone. But we do have the Zapruder film. And even with that, though, I was reading today, and this is the first time I think I'd heard this, that there were people who were in the room analyzing the Zapruder film on November 23rd and 24th, who seen what the current state of the Zapruder film is and said, that's not the same. Oh, shit. Specifically, I remember reading that there were people who said that there was a cloud of brain matter. That could be seen following the headshot that is not in the current version of the Zapruder film. That there are frames that have been removed.
1: Oh, damn. That shit's crazy. And you know what? Like, I could totally see just from the footage of that era, like it wasn't anything smooth, it was grainy. Right? exactly. It's it, a it would 16 be so millimeter easy. film. yeah, it was it's, so I easy. I think to... it's probably
0: a guy cranking yeah, the film crank, by yeah. hand, and so it would be really easy to justify
1: if a... I skips or whatever, right? Right, like
0: in a panic, like you slow your crank a little bit so you don't get the same number of frames a minute, and you yeah. get that jerky look, but at the same time, that could be achieved too by removing frames after the fact. Damn. And then who's going to be able to know otherwise, because like that film yeah. literally went straight to the government from when it was.
1: Shit. Right? So was this a pruder film? Was that like released by the government or was that this one guy who had developed it and said, Hey, this is my film.
0: Ah, uh, that's a good question. I don't have I, that yeah, That would
1: be interesting. Cause if I feel was, like
0: it went through, um, the offices of time life magazine actually. And, um, Oh, okay. But there must have been some kind of a hierarchy where people were able to look at it the next day, but it was still public enough that it couldn't be repressed. Yeah. Right? Like the government couldn't be like, This didn't happen. And so that's yeah, I don't have they that information in front of me. Something. Yeah.
1: And this was vague enough to kind of follow their their story. We haven't really talked about uh, Lee Harvey Oswald that much, but he was he was shot like the next day or two days later or something like he was he was assassinated, too. Yep. Which is also questionable as to. Yeah.
0: So the Lee Harvey Oswald thing is interesting. Like, I think so on the one hand. Yeah. he, He says he's a patsy. I think if I killed the president and I was trying to get out of it, I might say something like that. Yeah. So we got to take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah. But like you said earlier, I think his behavior after the assassination is a little weird if he would just kill somebody. You know, yeah. going home and getting changed, grabbing a gun, I mm, maybe weird. Going to the movies afterwards, that's maybe not normal. You know, like I feel like. Uh, and
1: okay. maybe he's insane. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, okay, I can look at it from two different perspectives. One being like, this is a guy who was just at work, didn't really know what the fuck was going on, and he was just going on with his daily life. Like, Right,
0: exactly. That's it's my fault. Like,
1: oh shit, some shit happened. Okay, well I better I guess I better go home, grab my gun just in case. And I was planning on going to watch this, you know, hit movie that's just come out, so right. I'm gonna keep doing and that, that.
0: Okay, you're fair. That that all makes sense if he was not an assassin. Yeah. What I'm saying is that if he did assassinate the president That's a weird series of events for afterwards, but again, that doesn't mean anything. Okay, but hold on. Here's
1: the other thing. If he was the assassin, and he was kind of like a, a psychopath kind of guy, then it's like he shot him, and he's like, all right, well... I just fucking killed someone. I might as well go, like, unwind and go to the movies. So, I don't know. I could look at it up from both perspectives, being, like, this clueless dude who's going through life right. and but, just is, like, in the worst place at the worst time. Oswald
0: is not done there, right? Like, so, it's very likely he was, at the very least, a CIA informant.
1: Yeah. If not I mean, an if actual, actual operative. If he's yelling, like, I was a patsy when somebody to <laughs> arrest you, Obviously, you
0: know something about Oswald in the 1960s, maybe the late 1950s. I don't know exactly when this happened, but this is in the heart of the Cold War moves to Russia, then moves back to the United States with his Russian bride with like no problem. Damn. Nobody's like, hey, maybe we should check. No, it's like, come on back. In fact, I believe he got like a resettlement loan from the government to come back.
1: He was a fucking,
0: yeah. He was then a, you have this oh, weird shit where uh, he goes to Mexico. He goes to Mexico and tries to communicate with the Russian embassy in Mexico, except. The photos they have of Oswald at the Russian embassy and the uh, the the audio recordings that they have of uh, uh, of Oswald at the Russian embassy are very clearly not him. Oh, shit. So who's that? Why are they there? Why is someone pretending to be Oswald at the Russian embassy in Mexico? Why? Nobody knows. I, I, I read an article today that was it was from like 2018, 2019. And it was something like the one JFK conspiracy that might be true. And it was this this conspiracy investigator who were like going down the list of all the the JFK conspiracy theories and things like how he's proven that they weren't true. And the one thing that he can't prove is untrue is the CIA's involvement, because the CIA, by design, is a secret society. Yeah. (laughs) And so if they were involved. They would keep it a fucking secret. And I think that speaks to the bigger picture of this, because if you look at what the government in general and the CIA specifically was doing in the 1960s, they were doing fucked up shit. They were giving hallucinogenic drugs to people against their without their consent to see what would happen. Like if this, the CIA probably was involved with the mob and if they were they absolutely would suppress that information. So this is
1: the thing with conspiracy theories that, it's so hard to know what's truth and what's not until a government document comes out but where see, you can be, I, because the government has lied to us before. It has,
0: but here's the thing, and this is where I would draw the line, because I was thinking about this today. If you look at the flat earth conspiracy, right, as an example, yeah, you've got to believe that not only is NASA lying to you, but also all of the other uh, space agencies that have existed in the world, like Russia has gone to the moon and gone to space, everybody, mm-hmm. everybody else has gone to space. Everyone's got to be you know, everybody's on the same page. Yeah. And, And these are organizations that are not designed to be secret. But in this case, as soon as you start talking about the CIA, everybody involved in the CIA, their their job job is is to keep secrets.
1: And that's what, yeah, that's the thing about the conspiracies that I was getting at is like, it's, you, not all of them are true. Not all of them are fake, though, because some groups, like you're saying... That's their job is to be secret, right? To do things and so if that anybody, people don't
0: know. If anybody is going to be good at keeping a secret, it's going to be the CIA. Here's the other thing. When it comes to most conspiracy theories, people are like, oh, we're supposed to believe this has been going on for all of these years and no one has ever said anything. Well, guess what? People have made confessions about the JFK assassination.
1: Yeah, I have some uh, ignored testimony. um, Yeah, the one I want to
0: get to is uh, E. Howard Hunt. who uh, He was, I believe, one of the Watergate burglars. So he was on Richard Nixon's payroll uh, and one of the ones who uh, broke into the Watergate hotel to do all that. Like dirty shit during yeah. Watergate. I don't know. I'm not getting into that because I don't know it very well. But anyway, he was one of those people, and he has been connected to the JFK assassination. Oh, and apparently on his deathbed, he confessed to being there in Dallas and being a um, quote unquote benchwarmer. He named several high level CIA operatives as those who likely carried out the logistics of the assassination and Hunt named Vice President Lyndon Johnson as the most likely figure behind the main impetus of the conspiracy. And I think that's interesting, too, that even in this deathbed confession where he could say anything,
1: anything, yeah,
0: he's like, I don't know who the top guy was. Yeah. But I think it could have been like, he could have just been like, I'm sure it's Lyndon Johnson. I know it's Lyndon Johnson. Yeah. But he didn't. He was like.
1: He had morals. I I feel like. He
0: didn't want to lie. Yeah. So we've even had those confessions of people.
1: So, okay. Just talking about like confessions and on, on this website, uh, jfk.fandom.com, it talks about ignored testimony. They mentioned that there were people who testified things, and it was just, like, left out. And particularly, there's this guy, Josiah, Josiah? Yeah, Josiah Thompson stated that the commission, uh, the Warren Commission in uh, 1967, so that was, I think, one of the government ones looking into the assassination, they ignored the testimony of seven witnesses who saw gun smoke in the area of the stockade fence of the grassy, grassy knoll. knoll? Yeah, yeah, as well as eight witness, uh, eight witnesses who smelled gunpowder at the time of the assassination. And I remember, I don't know if this was when I was there in that area because I, I traveled there, or I don't know if it was when I was watching. <laughs> yeah,
0: here, yeah, talk about this again. I'm so jealous. I know
1: it's such a <laughs> surreal experience now that we're talking about this, and I'm like picturing myself in these different areas. But there was like a little like parkade area and there's like this fence that they think that was one of the areas that, you know, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald's shot. I could see that being the first ricochet shot where he just fucking, they were telling him like, we need you to shoot the president, you know, hit him, whatever, shoot at him because we want you to scare him. And that was his shot maybe that ricocheted. But then the other shots that actually got him were from this like parking lot area that were off to the side behind a fence that was above the grassy knoll and all the people would have been, you know, on in standing along the the street there. And it like I I'm just picturing this in my head and, and now it's reading this whole thing about this ignored testimony like holy fuck I'm I'm a I don't even know where to stand on the side of yeah. this fucking conspiracy. It's just so I mean, many there, there were many things. people who
0: claimed they heard shots from the grassy knoll and many who claimed they heard shots from I can't think of the building now, but there's a third building uh where they say they heard shots from. And um so it was like this this uh and it, this is probably from uh, uh, Oliver Stone's JFK, a triangulation of <laughs> gunfire, right? Coming from three locations, that's your, it's your kill zone, right?
1: Well, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe it was like you had, because there were the three shots, and maybe they had three people shooting, and it was like, we want to make sure this works, so one of them has to
0: hit. But the other thing that I think is interesting is that even in the, the House Select Committee's findings, where they said, you know, our evidence shows that there was a fourth gunman, their finding was still that Oswald was the killer. So at the end of the day, even though they're like, Hey, it was a conspiracy. They still feel like they have to tow the official story. Mm, okay. Right. I don't know. And and again, this would probably require a deep dive into the research of the house select committee. You know, was there any reason beyond the fact that it was towing the company line to come to that conclusion or was there strong evidence of that? And actually that reminds me. So Robert Blakey, who was the chief counsel of the committee, later changed his views that the CIA was being cooperative and forthcoming with the investigation when he learned that the CIA special liaison to the committee researchers, George Joannides, was actually involved with some of the organizations that Lee Harvey Oswald was allegedly involved with in the months leading up to the assassination. So apparently the House Select Committee maybe wasn't getting the best information from the government. Mm. And it's like when you are investigating the government and all your information is coming from the government, is that the best source? I don't know. Should you let the government investigate the government? <laughs> I feel the thing, like, like the answer is no.
1: Yeah. I Yeah. No. I even It should have been an independent thing. But even then, yeah, if they're giving the other group the information, it's like, yeah, here's what you could look at. Um, something else that I'm seeing on the site edit, just I, I remember from my notes, is that they wanted, so the Secret Service wanted... Kennedy's body transferred like ASAP from the hospital.
0: Uh, Kennedy's body is a whole other conversation. Yeah. Holy shit.
1: So we're going to have to do this every year. Every year. Um, But just to kind of touch on that is that there's the whole conspiracy of that. There was like a lot of things that normally they would have done in the autopsy at the hospital when the body was there. And it was different from what the original findings were at the hospital to where the right? actual exactly. autopsy exactly.
0: happened. There's, there is ideas that the body was altered, altered in some between way. Yeah. Uh, Parkland Hospital, where he first went, and Bethesda yeah, Hospital, the, which was the... Yeah. Uh, yeah
1: Exactly. So so that's a whole other thing there. I feel like you're right. Every year we have to do... <laughs> this is our November or whatever. And you know what? I'm, I'm already convinced...
0: Episode. That we should do a, a drunk uh, a video commentary of the JFK movie. Did we should I, watch JFK. Had,
1: what do you mean already convinced? Well, Did I, 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 I didn't
0: mention I, that. No, I oh, I, okay. I mentioned it in my, oh, to myself God. in my brain. <laughs> okay, I'm pitching this as yeah. a thing we should do. <laughs> okay, right. we I'm should down. we should get half cut. And watch Oliver Stone's JFK and do a commentary of the movie. Yeah, I And think put so. that on Patreon.
1: Do it like, what's that one? Uh, the something, Science Theater 3000. Mr. Science Theater, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, we should do it that that's style, it. yeah. We'll just
0: watch the movie, and maybe we do that every year, too. Maybe we <laughs> yeah. find new things to pick. I love the movie. It's a great movie. I have two all-time favorite JFK movies. No, all, two all-time favorite Oliver Stone movies, JFK and uh, Natural Born Killers.
1: I'm down with that. I think we should do it. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe we can do it as a TikTok live.
0: Maybe two years, five years from now when we finally get a thousand and whatever no we followers. need. <laughs> Join us
1: 10 years from now. Uh, okay, uh, I don't know. What else is there? There's so many things that I'm going through this site and looking at my notes, like fucking, there's just, there's a lot. We're already at almost the three hour mark.
0: There's a reason that this is the mother of all conspiracy theories because there is... And, and maybe it's, it is probably because at, at the time, for whatever reason, he was a, a very beloved president. And so yeah. when he was killed, people were like, I need to know why this happened.
1: You know what? And it did seem in all my research, it did seem like he was a man of the people. Like he legitimately. Marilyn
0: Monroe was a person. I mean.
1: Yeah. Right. Like, wait, what?
0: Oh, supposedly he fucked her. Oh, did he? Yeah.
1: What? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, right. The Kennedy brothers, didn't they both? Like, wasn't there
0: something? Yeah, they probably jump up together. (laughs) (laughs) But... You yeah, heard it here first, yeah. John and Robert Kennedy inv- invented jump pumping
1: uh, I, I feel like <laughs> the people that are listening to the episode won't get this unless they're our Patreon subscribers. You well, listen, you yeah. got,
0: now you know why you gotta go to Patreon, yeah. man.
1: Um, but yeah, so there's, there's so much to this, I feel like we need to kind of end this now, but we need to make this an annual thing. Because there's there's still so much more. There is still so
0: much that and I feel like like, like there's always go going to be more stuff. Yeah. Like there, again. Here's the thing: we are in uh, it's. We're I think two years away from the 60th anniversary of the assassination, and there are still government documents that have not been released. Yeah, that you know. So why? Oh, and this is the other thing. This is the other thing I want to talk about real quickly. Um, even if even if Oswald acted alone Uh, one of the things I read recently kind of tipped me off to this idea that because of Oswald's connection to Russia, he moved to Russia. He was a known kind of communist sympathizer, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Like if there was any way that this assassination could have been even falsely connected to the Soviet union, this could have started a war. Like if there were people who thought that the Soviet Union was responsible for getting Oswald to assassinate the president, that's nuclear fucking war in the middle of the Cold War. And so as much as as we as free people want to know the truth about things, I will acknowledge that in an, an attempt to prevent. Nuclear annihilation is maybe a reasonable reason for suppressing information. And this is why I thought it was interesting when I read earlier about the distinction between a conspiracy and a cover up. Yeah. Because it is entirely possible that Oswald acted alone. I don't think he did, but it is entirely possible that he did. And it was covered up, uh, or, or there was a cover up to suppress details that could have resulted in literally a life ending yeah war.
1: okay we need to end this now because we need to come back next year at this time all right to do this this is our our annual or this is our f- well first annual well, first annual yeah can't JFK. technically call it an
0: annual until we do a second annual, well, but we'll, we'll, we'll do it. But we're committing yeah, at this point. We're still around by then, but yeah. I think we are. <laughs>
1: yeah. So we
0: must be. Have we, we must have passed our first anniversary by now. We have.
1: Yeah. I did think we celebrate we s- it? Uh, I don't know. Maybe we mentioned something. I think I don't
0: think we did. Probably I feel not. like it went. Yeah.
1: Happy anniversary. Happy Woo-hoo! anniversary. Yeah, I feel like October was like when we started. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so thanks for anyone that's celebrating our our first year of.
0: And wow, yeah. yeah, what a like! This is, I mean, I guess maybe we'll flag this as our official one-year anniversary. And I think the Kennedy assassination is a great conspiracy to celebrate our first yeah. anniversary with. Maybe let's, this do. Is let's
1: just change our anniversary date to this
0: one to November twenty-second, the <laughs> yeah. day that Kennedy was shot.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I think we'll end it here. We'll pick back up next year on this
0: one. <laughs> right. Tune in <laughs> yeah. three hundred and sixty days from now. Three hundred sixty-five. 364, whenever the, the day of the week <laughs> yeah, happens to line it up. That works
1: out too. Uh, so I just uh, typed in some random dad jokes. Uh, oh, cool. Here's one uh, How many paranoids does it take to change a light bulb? Hmm. I don't know. Who wants to know? <laughs> <laughs> I've been Carlo. Uh, I guess I say I've been Carlosia. I don't know. It was... You could just stop at Carlo. Nobody cares about No, yeah, story. nobody cares. I'm no. trying to
0: remember. I heard a, a a dirty joke the other day that I was. Oh yeah, share. let's end on that one. Oh right, because this was. This is related. You
1: pointing at me. When you're... <laughs> this is related. This, is, this, is re- this reminds me of you. So first yeah. of all, this
0: is related to something we talked about uh, in the pre-show, which you will only find on Patreon. So go to Patreon and, and join up there if you want <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah. yeah,
1: we've been. By the, the way, we've been releasing all our pre-show like yeah. drinking on. So Patreon. you're delivered. like today we talked a lot about like sex shit.
0: Yeah, we're doing sex advice now. That's yeah. what we do. Um, <laughs> So yeah, if you, for five bucks a month, for five bucks a month, you can get like a whole other podcast.
1: Yeah. There's like, there's more in the there's pre-show. There's more I think than there in the is, pre-show. Yeah. I edit the actual show to less than an, well an hour-ish our pre-show we don't really cut out a whole lot and it's usually like an hour and a half to two hours of it's, us it's just us babbling yeah. whatever happens <laughs> yeah.
0: okay so here's the joke i'm okay. probably gonna fuck it up all right so this this guy is having trouble getting his wife off and he goes to a sex therapist and says uh what should i try and the therapist is like well so i, I hear sometimes that like a nice breeze helps an orgasm and so like you need to get somebody in there to like like waft a towel on you guys while you're while you're doing the act right and so he calls up his buddy and says like hey johnny (laughs) do you want to come and and waft this towel uh, like, while well, I'm I'm getting on with my wife. And Johnny's like, hey, man, you're my best friend. I'll help you out. And so uh, Johnny comes over. And so, like, our, our our main character is, like, going to town on his wife. And Johnny's over in the corner. He's, like, wafting the towel as best he can. And the wife is just, is, she's not getting off. She's not getting off. And nothing is helping. And finally, the guy's like, okay, Johnny, you know what? I'm going to take the towel and you fuck my wife for a while. We'll see what happens. And so... He's up there, he's, he's wafting the towel, and and Johnny's going to town on the wife, and I'm doing hand motions here. Yeah, I Because <laughs> you gotta do those. And like, the, the wife has this amazing, screaming, toe-curling orgasm. And at the end of it, the guy is like, he says to Johnny, that's how you waft a towel, motherfucker. <laughs>
1: Oh, man, that's awesome. (laughs) I've
0: been Todd Sullivan.
1: (laughs) I've been Carlos Sia. That was a dirty joke. Oh, my gosh. That was a whole fucking, yeah. (laughs) I was into that one. (laughs) Thanks for coming around tonight.
0: Right. Until next time, uh, we've been Half Cut Conspiracies and also Half Cut Conspiracies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) we'll, We'll see you next time soon. Whatever.